Broadcasting live from the Phoenix Business Radio X studio in Tempe, Arizona, you are tuning in to Culture Crush with Kendra Maples. This podcast will dive into a variety of companies that are crushing it with a great company culture. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Culture Crush Business Podcast. On this podcast, we focus on everything surrounding businesses with a good company culture. We do a deep dive into companies that are crushing it with a great company culture. And then we bring in the resources that are out there to support growing culture as well. Today, our two guests, it's a little bit of both, I'd say, with one of them. So we've got the the side of a company doing great things with culture, and then a little bit of the resource side as well. So today we have James Christensen, president and CEO of Gateway Bank. Welcome. Great to be here. And then we have Tara Terry, the director of diversity and inclusion for Better Business Bureau, serving the Pacific Southwest. It gets longer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so excited to have both of you on. Terry, I've known you for a little bit, right? So Mm -hmm. that's been cool. We've kind of known each other a little bit through conscious capitalism. But now it's really neat to bring you into this world with the BBB and talk about some of the really awesome things that you guys are doing there as a company with growing culture. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, of course. And then, James, with you, it's cool because we were just talking before the show. You and I had kind of a couple of different I guess, ping points, right, where people were introducing us and connecting us, Um, one of which is a gal we both know, Kathleen Gramsci. I'm sure she'll come up in conversation because of what you guys are doing for your staff on the mental health side of things, but then also that conscious capitalism thread, too, which is pretty interesting. So what I'm going to do, I want to jump in. I want to hear a little bit about each of you. So don't feel like you have to give the 30-second Elevator pitch. We've got an hour. (laughs) Tara, I'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about you, what you're doing, your role with the BBB, which has grown and shifted a little bit over time as well. So tell us about you. Yeah. Okay. So um, I've been with the Better Business Bureau serving the Pacific Southwest for five years now. Well, next month will be five years. Um, It's awesome. I love everything about the organization. And I'm not just saying that. I really do. I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, I also had a lot of opportunity for growth in my roles um, at BBB as well. Um, I started out at the front desk with the meeting spaces at at our business and community center. And I kind of just worked my way up there. I was on Fox 10 News. I got to do some fun things with our PR team. Now I am the director of inclusion and diversity programming on our people and culture team. So it's just an awesome team of about one, two, three, four, five of us. And we have an organization of about 180 folks on within our service area. Yeah, I, I'm going to school um, at Grand Canyon University for my doctorate program. I'm in the Doctor of Education um, with an emphasis in organizational development and organizational leadership. And I have a five-year-old, and I'm not too sure how much more. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to give up. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have a lot of stuff going on, but uh, BBB is a place that I'll stay for a while because I, I love what I do there. So Yeah. yeah. And what did you do on—you said Fox News? Yeah. So what I, happened? So we were doing—so I did a lot of kind of informational sessions for Fox 10 News, ABC 15, just kind of talking about, like, watch out for scams and things like that. So very informational um, 
for consumers and also business owners as well. That's rad. Yeah, it's how really recent, cool. How recent was that that you did that? Um, well, I was doing that um, a lot through 2020 okay. is when I kind of jumped into that role. And throughout 2020 into 2021, so there's a lot of things online <laughs> that yeah. you can kind of see um, of me. I was very nervous a lot of the times, but it was really cool to to talk to some folks on on those uh, news platforms That's awesome. and spread some info about BBB. Well, and the more that you do it, the more comfortable you yeah. get in those settings. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I it love was awesome. That. That's awesome. Yeah. James, what about you? Tell us about you, sir. Oh, I do a little bit of everything. So <laughs> I'm one of the founders of Gateway Bank. So we opened up a little over 16 years. Well, opened a little over 15 years ago. I've been around for about 16 plus years now, okay. um, getting everything going. I have two little ones. They're not at home. They're 31 and 23. <laughs> uh, two amazing daughters. You know, I, my my career has continued to change, and I really have been doing way more public speaking and teaching and mentoring. Mm-hmm which is not particularly the direction I thought my career would be at at this point, but it's really where it's ended up. I got to speak to at our ABA, American Bankers Association annual convention in Orlando last month. And uh, I got to speak to them about mental health, which was, which was a lot of fun. That's fantastic. And I love that this is something that's a newer path for you, right? You don't necessarily look at, you know, being the head of a bank and then let me go to presentation about mental health. So tell me about this mental health presentation that you did in Orlando. How did that come about and how did that go? Sure. So there's about four folks that get to do a presentation every year and it's really to get to know the bankers a little bit better. Okay. And so they find people that are crazy enough to say yes, that they'll do it in front (laughs) of, you know, 1500 people. It really, for me, when I agreed to do it, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about initially. Mm-hmm. And about three years ago, a little over three years ago, February of 2020, I had a nervous breakdown, spent about six weeks out of work, which, you know, I had never taken time off work. I started working in a bank literally a couple of days after I graduated because I was getting married right away and mm-hmm. I had no money. I'm like, I better get to work. Um, so no breaks and just going a hundred miles an hour, literally for decades Mm -hmm. until I ran straight into the wall and didn't talk to anybody about it. Didn't want to talk to anybody about it really after that process. You know, I remember when I was in the, I was in the hospital for the first week and first person I met, she's like, you know, this is going to end up being the best thing that's ever happened in your life. At that particular point, I didn't agree. Yeah. Hindsight being 2020, it was pretty amazing. Lots of tools that I've learned since then. And, and you know, just all the things that, that I really appreciate now, being present, being mindful, taking time for myself, that if I do have time for myself, it's not selfish, it's self-care, which is a complete about face. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be interesting for the other bankers to hear that. I was nervous to give it in front of them really received some pretty good feedback and some folks that could resonate with it and were willing to talk about it, which was really cool. Yeah. And with having that conversation in front of these other bankers, with your presentation, did you add in there any of maybe the tips and the things that you've learned along the way on how to take care of yourself and do self-care? And also, I know that you're doing some stuff with your staff as well. A gateway. Did that come up in conversation? We talked a little bit about both. We talked okay. first. We talked about what we were doing with the team, and we had have had Kathleen Gramsci in, and she's she's with Kinesage, and she's worked with us. Started out with mindful resilience, has really blossomed into a lot of other things, and and I was 
I wasn't nervous, but I had a few employees that I'm like, I don't know how they're going to, how they're going to take this. Mm -hmm. And literally it was, it was a hundred percent adopted. I had, everyone was there Yeah, and continues to follow up. So we've worked with her for almost a year now, and it's really been a treat. I met her at the Arizona Good Business Summit, and I thought, I just saw her talking. I'm like, I have to get to know you. Yeah. And that's been fantastic for our team. And, you know, we've done some other things since then. So I do work out regularly. So now I have about a third of my team that works out with me, which yeah. is really cool. <laughs> and and we just keep looking for new things to do. The, the most recent one I got asked to do uh, from one of my team was, she said, would you consider a Reiki healer talking to our group? I'm like, sure. So we've just, I've, we've always got the ideas open, things to try. And then when I talked to the bankers, I also told them what I had gone through, what I had learned. So, you know, they got to see all my new tattoos I've got as a grown up, which was kind of fun. <laughs> and, and it really is, you know, talking about meditation or progressive muscle relaxation or whatever mm -hmm. technique I decided I wanted to use, you know, that they don't all work for everybody. I know what works for me. Yeah. And, you know, after you get through that process, you want to tell people what happened because you're like, oh, life can be so much better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that you're talking about the different techniques, right? There's there's so many different tools out there. Sometimes it's hard just to track down what the tools are. Mm -hmm. But once you do, there's so many different tools out there that I might have techniques that work better for me. And like you said, you figured out which ones work better for you. I am fascinated that you have so many of your team members that work out with you. I try and get my friends and family <laughs> to work out with me and they think I'm nuts. I also do probably the extreme because I try and get them to do Spartan races with me and they <laughs> roll their eyes. So maybe I should start more basic. But I love that you're getting your team involved working out with you too. It's been a lot of fun. We do we do uh, a hit class, so we go at it hard for thirty minutes, yeah. and, and you get to see what all of us are like without our bank clothes on. So, yeah. <laughs> there are clothes on, just not bank clothes. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you specified right. that. Yeah. <laughs> Tara, I want you to jump into this conversation yeah. too, especially because I know that at the BBB, there's such a huge focus on. Um, people as them themselves mm -hmm. as a whole, right? And not just, oh, I'm Kendra that comes to work, but I'm Kendra with a spouse and a kid and a migraine mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I know that you guys are focusing a lot on families as a whole and incorporating them in. Yeah, so, definitely. So we really want to like stress the, the fact that um, we're very mindful of um, our employees as who's they, who they are. Um, and like you said, they are people with families, with kids, with, mm -hmm. you know, they have things going on in their lives other than work as well. Mm -hmm. So um, just knowing that and kind of um, going about the way that we do things in the office. Mm -hmm. um, but I also wanted to kind of talk about the um, the working out as well. We've uh, had the opportunity to put a gym uh, <laughs> on our campus for staff um, just to kind of promote wellness in another way. So we have a gym on campus. Um, we also have a partnership with Life Guides. Um, and Life Guides is an amazing resource. It's a um, like it's a platform where individuals can book time with a guide and talk to them about a, a number of, of topics. So you can kind of meet with your same guide or build a professional like 
there's just so many things. I, I'm like thinking of like the whole list and I'm <laughs> like getting jumbled, but um, there's so many things on there on their list that you can talk to a guide about, but just kind of giving the resources and having the benefits available for staff for them to utilize. And with Blue Cross Blue Shield, we have our um, insurance through for staff. There's a number of benefits there as well, like getting discounts on gym memberships or getting like a Fitbit and all these fun things that staff can kind of go in and um, utilize as well. But um, we also have, we do like mental health awareness weeks, months when they're, uh, when they come up on the calendar. Um, we make sure that there are um, many resources available on our intranet, which is our in, mm-hmm. our intranet page for all of our um, fun stuff for staff and resources and things to go to, um, a one-stop shop for pretty much everything. Um, and on our wellness page, we have everything from mental health to fitness to our RDEI page sits there as well. Um, so we have a number of really fun things that are happening there. But um, I'm trying to think, we have so many, we have so much fun stuff that I want to make sure that I kind of talk about. But um, this year, our people and culture team, specifically um, Karina Rodesno, she is putting together our wellness initiative. So last quarter, well, we're still in this quarter, first quarter, (laughs) um, we uh, had a nutritionist come and talk to staff. We had a a chef come and teach us how to like make some fun, you know, easy, light foods for it. So staff got to attend virtually and see and actually see her make them online too. So it was really fun. So people could either go along with her or just kind of like write down notes. So a lot of we're just trying to find new, fun, different things for staff to kind of very interactive with what mm-hmm. we're trying to do and, yeah, pr- promote wellness in that yeah. same breath. So Well, like James said, it's, you know, finding the different techniques and the different tools. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are both doing all of these different things, right, within your companies, your organizations. But how do you really get the staff involved? How do you really take that to the next level so that there's, okay, yes, we're providing all of these opportunities, but how do you also educate so that, like James, in your situation, right, there's a meaning behind it. We're not just learning how to cook or going to the gym in the middle of the day, but we're doing this so that we don't end up hitting a wall. We don't end up having a nervous breakdown, right? How do you truly get the staff involved in that side of, of what's happening and not just, hey, we have a gym, but the next step of it, right? Mm-hmm. Food. <laughs> Yeah, food food's a start. But, I knew I liked you. <laughs> but, but really it's it's you know, I'm really open with our team mm-hmm. and we've created a, a pretty interesting culture. It's okay to come into my office and cry. It's okay to, you know, come tell me, you know, to really truly what's bothering you. Mm-hmm. And you know, this this the nice side benefit of all these things we're doing is it's We've always had a strong team and a long tenured team, and this makes us even tighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, people talk about their work family. It really is for us, and and they know how 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 much this has meant to me and my life, and and that it's not something I'm like, hey, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. But this is something that's really worked for me, and I think would be really cool if you learn some of these things. And so, you know, it's it, we have an interesting climate at work. It's not like you know, you have a, a something before or after work and people are like, oh, I have to go. Mm-hmm. You know, for ours, it's like, oh, I can't wait to see what we learned today mm-hmm. or who we get to hang out with or who, who we get to be silly with. So mm-hmm. or how many times Dame's just going to dance today. So, you know, <laughs> all those different things happen. And I, I think it's just 
developing that culture to the point where everything we bring to the table, they know is to make them, you know, options that might make their life better. One of the things I looked at a couple of years ago is I'm like, I spend so much money on health insurance Mm -hmm. on the mental health side. You know, I have some benefits through my health insurance, but I don't spend any time on it. Mm -hmm. And now we spend quite a bit of time on it. And, you know, the more we get to work on that side, the less issues I have when it, you know, physically manifests itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've just kind of come up with using a lens on everything, which sounds really weird for a bank, but the lens is love. And it's like, what can we do? You know, if we use this as a lens, what are the different things we can do as a team and really take that to a new level? So it's really hard to leave. We're not like the firm where we don't let you leave. (laughs) You know, people do have, you know, some amazing opportunities that come up that I'm always happy to help with. But it's just really trying to create that atmosphere. You can talk about anything mm-hmm. with any of us, no judgment. And it's it's not for everyone, mm-hmm. but that's kind of who we attract now. And it's been easier on, you know, now that we have a pretty defined culture, people that know Gateway mm-hmm. know what we're like. For most people, that's good. You know, some <laughs> people are like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that into it. But, you know, for us, it's really roles. We've talked about how do we take this to you know, from me to our team, to all of our clients. Mm-hmm. And so we've talked about doing some different events and, and we'll see, you know, I, I think we'll have some pretty good, pretty good attendance at those. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. And you're going to attract, like you said, you're attracting the right people, not only to work for Gateway, but to also partner and to be clients and customers, right? you're attracting the audience and the network that you need to. There might be some people out there, like you said, that maybe that's not their thing. That's fine. They're they're going to find another company that has a culture that maybe fits. And that's the thing that I think is so fascinating about culture is that it's not the same. It's not cut, copy, paste, right? Every company is different and with the culture. And what you're saying that you have this lens of love that makes you guys so unique as a bank, right? I I love that. I may be switching my bank soon. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, you're attracting the folks that you really need to. And you're also kind of detouring the ones that are not a good fit. And that is okay for companies to narrow in their culture so that they are attracting the folks that are the right fit. And it's not, you know, especially right now, there's so many people shifting, looking for new jobs. And you go through these interview process, you know, and and you're trying to like really fit that person. But if they don't fit, just let them not fit and move on and find somebody else that is the right fit. So I think it's fantastic that you guys have honed in on your culture and who is the right fit. And then bringing everyone else along on that journey as well, like you said, that they can come in and talk to you and they feel connected. I'm still fascinated by all these people that come and work out with you. <laughs> <laughs> See, you need James to come to. Yes, let's do like a, a hit gym something. Yes, <laughs> so you can come join us, but you cannot tape it. So okay. I, 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 oh. <laughs> I see. I, I, I will work really hard, but every <laughs> once in a while, you know, it, so we, we, we do have fun and we joke a lot and we work out, which is good. So it gets us very supportive of each other. But, you know, when you're, when, the one thing on the culture that I wish hadn't taken me so many years into my career to figure out was I think most people want authenticity. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you're like, I think this is what I'm expected to look like. 
even though you still have, you know, your DNA that runs underneath all of it, there's, you know, you're holding back. And I was always afraid if people got to know who I really was, because I really don't fit the profile uh, for banking. And I was just amazed at how people resonate with, oh, you are broken. You know, things, you know, there's things that, that you're willing to share that are your weaknesses. And, mm-hmm. you know, so all my career, I thought, you know, I believed in the never let them see you sweat. Mm. And now I'm like, that is so stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if they know I'm struggling. It's okay if I know they're struggling. And it's, it, it just the, even being on the podcast this morning, it's, it's, you know, I, I've come from a family of pastors. So speaking, you know, isn't, that difficult, but I always used to get really nervous and then it was over and you're like, oh, I missed it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I, kinda, I just enjoy it when I'm doing it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's that human factor as you're talking about, you know, showing up and showing that you, you are a real human. I think that the last few years have kind of opened people's eyes to that. Um, we were just talking to the last time that Tara and I talked we were on a video call talking about conscious capitalism and her kiddo was like popping in and now oh, yeah. I'm like, I just, <laughs> I love this because I feel like before that it was very much go to work, support your family, but almost have to pretend you don't have a family. Right. And now it's very open of, we have kids, we have to leave work to pick up kids or during COVID it was, Hey, I am working and I have a child in the room mm-hmm. next door doing homework or whatever it is. So these conversations, I feel like, are coming up more often. And so it allows us and it allows people like you, James, to just be very, hey, this is how this is how I am. This is who I am. And then everyone else is like, oh, he's a real human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I can be a real human too, right? And Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. And especially with you um, in your role as well, like being a leader and showing that authenticity, people in your organization will feel more comfortable in doing so as well. And I think that's also something at BBB, um, our CEO, Matthew Failing, well, I should call him Matt, he likes to be called Matt, <laughs> um, is very, very, he's always himself mm-hmm. um, and he's very personable. He has an open door policy as well where you can come and talk to him about whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's having those environments where people feel safe to talk, psychologically safe to talk and feel free to do things, I think is really important. and also. When it comes to realizing that people are people outside of work and they have kids, this is another thing. We can bring our kiddos to the office, um, which is really awesome. We've had um, a couple of staff members bring their babies in on, you know, mm-hmm. our Tuesday, Thursdays, where we have our um, team Tuesdays and team Thursdays. Um, it's so it's so refreshing to see babies and hold babies in the office or, you know, knowing that it's like we're, we, we have to work, but we also have our kids. So, you know, having that space where they feel comfortable to bring their babies in, I just think is another level of, you know, culture that I think we should embrace. And also I, going back just a little bit about when you were asking how we get our staff involved in yeah. the various things that we're doing, um, it's finding ways to get them um, to interact with what's going on is also um, getting their feedback and actually listening mm-hmm. to exactly what they want. And when you're implementing the things that they are asking for, or looking for, or think is important in an organization, I think is um, goes a long way because they're seeing, hey, they're listening to us. They're taking our feedback and actually implementing it is goes so goes so far, mm-hmm. you know, so 
that's something that we really do. We send out surveys all the time. We're asking, you know, even just the simplest thing, what do you guys want to eat for lunch, you know, next Tuesday or next Team Tuesday, you know, is great. And then also some benefits, like knowing what types of benefits staff want to see and I think is just uh, very, very important. Mm -hmm. Well, and what you said, you said not only is it getting their feedback, but Mm -hmm. implementing it. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of companies I've worked with recently and by the time I step in to help, they've already kind of sent out these surveys and these questionnaires Mm -hmm. and things like that. And then they've done nothing with it. Mm -hmm. So then when you continue to send these questionnaires, right, nobody wants to fill them out because they're like, you've already asked us these questions. You didn't do anything. There's no follow through. So I think a key in what you said was it's getting their feedback, but implementing it, even if it's as simple as (laughs) what to eat for lunch, Mm -hmm. but taking it a step further, right? And James, to what you were talking about, the different tools, different techniques, what is going to benefit um, one individual may not be the right tool to benefit another individual, right? So taking that feedback, implementing it in a way um, so that they see that there is action happening, I think is super, super vital. Um, you said that you'll do surveys and things. What are some of the ways that both of you will gather feedback and then implement it? Do you have any other examples for us? A lot of folks just talk to me directly and say, hey, here's something I'd like you mm-hmm. to consider. But if, if we do some things that are anonymous, just because you'll get some ideas that people that are a little more shy on your team that may not be willing to share mm-hmm. are in front of everybody. And we get our best ideas. You know, I just tell everybody when you're when we're trying to assess a new situation or trying to figure out something new to offer, assume there's no boundaries at all. You know, at the end, you may be like, hey, this, these can or cannot be implemented. <laughs> but it's, at the beginning, just take all the walls down because you can really get it to the point where you're like, well, there's only now we're down to like one or two things that we can even consider. Mm-hmm. And to really open that up, you know, everything isn't for everyone, but it's, you, you just find, you can see the spark in somebody's eyes when they're like, oh, this resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just see that smile on their face and you're like, oh, this is the one that's doing it for you, which yeah. is really cool. And I think just to be able, you know, and at work, I think some people are afraid to share joy. It, it's okay to be happy. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be sad too. Every day is not perfect. You know, I'm not, I'm not expecting that nobody's ever going to have a bad day. They're like, oh, and you know, you know, when you're having a bad day, don't bring it to work. It's like, well, to to a point, but also, you know, if you're having, a, if you're struggling, tell me mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll figure out what the best thing to do that day is. And I just think with, with most jobs, I mean, you need a certain skill set, but I would guess, I would say skill set for us is maybe 20, 25% of the picture, 75% is culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you have that fit, if there's something you don't know, I can teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, that part's pretty easy. It's more finding people you know, I, I, my nirvana as we continue to grow is that no matter who you talk to at the bank, no matter who it is, no matter what location, you get the exact same feel. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always tried really hard to put everybody on the same playing field. Everyone. doesn't matter what your job is, what your title is. We all have the same amount of say. And for some folks, that's really hard to do because they've never been in an environment that allowed that. Mm-hmm. But some of the coolest ideas and things we've we've done, whether it's in our products and services or offerings to our team is like, Hey, what what do you think about this? And I'm like, I never thought about that. Yeah. Your employees are the ones that are doing the day to day. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm, I'm always blown away by companies that don't 
try and gather feedback from mm-hmm. their employees and their staff, or I'm blown away by companies, um, because your your people are the ones that are doing the day-to-day stuff, and they're usually the ones that are going to find a better process or a better step or something in there. So mm-hmm. having leadership that's very open to the ideas, right? Like James with you and Tara, like you said, with Matt, having leaders that are very open to ideas and feedback and change and also just that, hey, I'm having a crummy day, right? James, I love that you mentioned that because it's so important to bring really all the emotions. You're allowed to come to work and have a bad day and have an off day and and maybe let your team know so they can help and adjust. And maybe it was just something as simple as hitting traffic on the way to work or something, you know, more dramatic and stressful that's going on at home, right? We're, again, I think these conversations are coming up now more frequently than they were in the past. Um, Even, you know, five to 10 years ago, it was very much like you have a bad day, there's stuff going on at home, you just leave it there and you come into work. And that's where a lot of this stress builds. Mm -hmm. And then it just makes the situation worse. Mm -hmm. So, well, I think it's just, you know, you, and, and emotions aren't really such that you can turn one of them off. When you turn it off, you probably are turning all of them off and you're just kind of existing, which I think is, is like, you know, I've always thought it was interesting when people are like, well, I have my work hat and I have my home hat. I'm like, I have, well, I don't have a lot of hair, so I need hats, <laughs> but, but I have one hat yeah. and, and it's like, what you see is what you get, you know, it may not be the may not be what you want, but I, I just don't, if I had to feel like I needed to hide who I was at work, mm-hmm. I need to change jobs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this piece, I think, trickles into a piece that Tara is very much in your wheelhouse, the inclusion piece, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, yes, we talk about inclusion from the perspective of diversity, race, gender, LGBT, all of those things. But the inclusion piece, to me, goes further than that. It's the inclusion piece with having a family, having kids, having stress, having good days, bad days, right? It's the inclusion of that person, no matter what that day is Mm -hmm. that they're having. So, Tiara, I'm curious to hear about you with your role Mm -hmm. um, on the People and Culture team focusing on diversity and inclusion how that incorporates into what you guys are doing on that inclusion side. Yeah. So um, mainly my focus is to develop programs and services that are holistically benefiting our employees. So Mm -hmm. them as a whole, what can we do um, to ensure that we are creating a diverse, equitable, inclusive, and accessible environment for them? Mm -hmm. And we've already had a lot of those things in place before I was in this position, but just seeing what else we can do to um, make it even better. So um, there are a few things that we've implemented. There were um, one of, so some of the fun things that we implemented. I'll do some of the serious things, but um, we have a Spanish class, a BBB Spanish class, so that we can um, close the gap of serving those who are Spanish-speaking population. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, so basically we're going to be 
putting three to five of our employees through the Spanish class per year, as many as we can or whoever is interested, um, so that we can assist with serving our Spanish-speaking populations. And also, right now, we're putting together our... um, our culture videos. So we're doing IM videos and also a larger diversity video Mm -hmm. to encompass, to gather all of the um, feedback from staff when it comes to how they feel about our organization. We've also are trying to get more in the community as far as what we can do volunteer-wise. We are um, trying to figure out how we can acquire grants to give away for um, underserved populations or business owners, um, minority business owners. Um, So there are many different things that we are trying to do or or what we have already done. And we're just trying to expand that um, and expand on that and pretty much just get as much information out to the business community about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our diversity summit coming up in January, in, in June, sorry, June 7th. Um, our diversity summit, we had our first one last year. Um, it's powered by GoDaddy, and we have many amazing speakers that come, and it's going to be in-person and virtual as well. So we're just trying to figure out how we can expand that uh, information to the business community as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also implementing new policies in our handbook that also address more of the um, inclusion side of more of an inclusion, more inclusion information, I should say, in our handbook that goes along with um, transgender community and also how we go about hiring and um, so on and so forth. So we're just trying to, you know, Uh, implement those things. (laughs) Yeah. And you hit on something um, that I want to bring up because you're focusing on the inclusion side, but you are focusing internally for your staff, but Mm -hmm. also for the companies that are BBB members too. Correct. Exactly. So we are trying to, so basically the information that we want to get out to our accredited businesses, we are, um, like I said, the the summits, um, any of our benefits that we have for our accredited businesses, we're trying to um, acquire, like as far as um, we've just secured a um, educational alliance partnership with Grand Canyon University to expand education to our accredited businesses. So um, inclusion goes a long way. So um, education, more Um, of our summits, more of our um, basically just resources for them to utilize in their businesses as well. So, and all of that goes a long way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. James, do you see that with some of the work that you guys are doing? You're focusing so much on the employees and the mental health side and self-care side. Do you see that in maybe the partners that are banking with you and the individuals that are banking with you? Do you see kind of how, you know, Tara's talking about tapping into that business community too, not just internally. Do you guys see that at Gateway as well? Well, a lot of people see what we're doing Mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, tell me a little bit more about this. Yeah. So, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion has been really interesting to work with because if you sit around the table and ask 10 people what they thought that meant, you would get 10 different answers. Absolutely. And there's some communities that think they aren't diverse. And they're using one lens race, usually. Mm-hmm. And there's so many other things to do there. I've been, you know, on my team, we're, we, our team looks like Arizona. That's who I have. And, mm-hmm. and I've, I'm pretty, not pretty, I'm very specific on who I curate to be on the team. Mm-hmm. And it has to fit the culture. But without that diversity, 
And without that inclusion, inclusion seems to me, I think is the heart. I think, I think diversity sometimes is the easy part. Mm-hmm. Inclusion, I think a lot of people just fear change in general. But I've had, you know, one of my good friends now that works for the American Bankers Association in Washington, D.C., she runs their DEI initiatives. And, you know, I was talking to her late last year and I'm like, you know, there's been one of these positions I've been trying to hire. And for that particular position, I wanted a female. And I'm like, I'm not getting any applications. She's like, well, send me your send me your job description. I sent it to her and it looks like a fairly traditional bank job description. And she's like, well, there's no, there's no flexibility. And mm-hmm. she said, there's no flexibility in this. You may not get some. She said, I'll give you something else that's interesting. She said, which after she told me, it didn't sound surprising. She's like, if you give like a list of five or six things that you would like to see in a job description, if a man has one or two, he's like, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. If a woman doesn't have all of them, she's like, well, I'm not even going to apply. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's few overconfident men out there, just a couple. <laughs> uh, but really, it's been interesting to see how we, you know, and, and now our job descriptions are very much being written based on our culture mm-hmm. and are not traditional, mm-hmm. which will attract a certain kind of person. Some people will be like, oh, my goodness, these folks are crazy. <laughs> but it's like, this is who we are. We want the crazy ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in diversity, equity, inclusion, it's just there's so many, there's so many viewpoints if they haven't been my lived experience, I won't even come up with the idea because it, it wouldn't even pop into my mind. Yep. And, you know, as we've become more and more diverse as time goes on, the markets that we do business in are drastically mm-hmm. expanded. And and it's it's about trust. You know, if I have somebody that that looks like you, sounds like you, talks like you, is raised like you, you're, you're more comf- comfortable to talk to them. You might mm-hmm. be comfortable talking to me once you get to know me. Mm-hmm. But I may not get that opportunity right out of the gate. And and I think just part of it in banking has been sad that some of the markets that have just been left behind, which is incredibly unfortunate. That has been, you know, I think for me, where a lot of the teaching and mentoring has come in, it's like, hey, everybody has the same opportunity with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's where we're going. So mm-hmm. yeah. when you guys are writing those job descriptions and leading with more of the culture side, I first off, I think that's fantastic. You're going to start to get the people that you need, right? And then to your point earlier, it focuses more on that side of what you need and less on maybe those tactical things that you can teach people, right? So I think that's fantastic. I'm seeing a lot of companies starting to do that with their job descriptions where you have to get all the way to the bottom and then it says, okay, here's the requirements. It's like, oh, it tells you all about the culture and the people and the involvement and about the company first. And then at the bottom, it's like, by the way, here's the job and here's what we need you to do. So I think that's fantastic. Another thing I want to to pull from what you were talking about is with DEI, right? The diversity, equity, and inclusion. The diversity part, I agree, I think is sometimes the easier part. But the hard part is the inclusion piece because, like you said, you're only knowing what to include and 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 incorporate in from your own lived experiences, right? So that's the whole point of bringing in these diverse workers and employees because then you learn from them what you need to do and what you need to change. And this has been in a lot of conversations lately 
the inclusion piece being connected in with accessibility. Mm-hmm. And recently I've been talking with a gentleman, Blake, from a company called Clusive that we're going to have on the show in a couple of months. And he's a young man, went blind at the age of 16. And so he has had to learn this whole new world. And talking with him, there's these every time I'm reading stuff that he's posting or having conversations with him, I'm learning these things that I had no idea. But the reason why I had no idea is because I can see and I don't have to have the same tools that he needs. And so the inclusion piece and the accessibility piece, to me, those go hand in hand and needing those diverse individuals because they're going to they're gonna show you and pave the way to mm-hmm. the areas that you didn't know, right? Exactly. And also, um, when it comes down to job descriptions as well, I think it's really important when you are putting um, requirements, um, basically not putting requirements that aren't absolutely necessary, like lifting 50 pounds or doing mm. certain things where if the job doesn't require that, that doesn't need to be in your job description. Yes. So it's automatically excluding a number of individuals that are probably perfect, exceptional for the position that aren't getting that opportunity because they're like, oh, well, I cannot do that. So they think that they cannot apply. Um, So it's being mindful of that as well. And then Mm -hmm. also um, even smaller things that you can implement. I wouldn't even say smaller things, but things you can implement in um, summits like having closed captions available or if you Mm -hmm. can get a sign language interpreter to where you are expanding that um, accessibility to others that may not think that they can attend these, you know, your events or um, Mm -hmm. things going on in your organization. And expanding it beforehand, Mm -hmm. not afterwards as a necessity, including Mm -hmm. the closed captioning, including a sign language interpreter, Mm -hmm. so that you are promoting that summit to be very inclusive. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have those people go, oh, hey, there's an interpreter. Exactly. I'm going to come. Versus the flip side of waiting for somebody Mm -hmm. to have to Go to you, request an interpreter. Um, I've been part of that communication, that network before. It's a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people don't take that extra step, even though maybe the company or the organization putting the summit on, right? Maybe it'd be easy for them to bring in an an interpreter. But if it's not just put out in the beginning and Mm -hmm. made so that it is more inclusive, those individuals in most cases— they're not going to go through the hassle of trying to figure out who to contact and mm-hmm. how to set up an interpreter, even though it could happen, right? So I think all of those pieces, putting it out there in the beginning yes. so that it is more inclusive. And I love that you said that about lifting 30 pounds or whatever as an example. Mm-hmm. I've read so many job descriptions that say that. I'm like, yeah. when am I really going right. to have to do it's that? unnecessary. What are we doing here? <laughs> it's a desk job. Yeah. What, am I flipping tables? Yeah. What, why yeah. am I needing to do mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. So needing to reevaluate those job descriptions. Definitely. Um, and James, like what you're saying, reevaluate them mm-hmm. and then focus them on the culture side. Yeah. The other stuff you can you can train people for. And I think just, I, I think when you're going for those bullet points, you're looking for like the two most important things. What are the two things I have to have mm-hmm. for this job? One or two things. And, you know, I, I we could talk all afternoon on DEI. I'm just, you know, one thing with our DEI committee at the bank that, that you know, implicit bias, I think is one thing that's easier to find. But when it's unintentional bias mm-hmm. or, 
you know, I just don't have, I, I don't have that life experience. So I'm not, I'm not even looking at it from that direction. When we initially formed our, our DEI committee, we, you know, everybody had all these grand ideas and, and I was mm-hmm. talking to my friends and, and they're like, you need to find one thing to focus on to start with. Mm-hmm. And it was just really interesting getting people, you know, I have somebody on that committee that's um, Asian from Bahrain. I have a black person on that board. I have LGBTQ and I have, you know, there's just, it's all different kinds of viewpoints. And mm-hmm we all have these different thoughts and we all want good things to happen, but just trying to find that focus. So DEI needed to move a little slower for us than it's like, Oh, I want to do all these. I want to change them tomorrow. It's like, well, let's, let's try to find things we agree on. That's kind of where the first thing where the, the love lens came out. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, now trying to figure out, okay, what do we do next? Mm -hmm. And how do we, how do we implement this? And really it's just getting to the point where you're open Mm-hmm. And you're open to new thought, and it, it's hard to believe, but I do not have all the answers. I will never have all the answers. So, I'm the only male in my household, so I usually have the fourth answer. Um, so, <laughs> but I appreciate that you're honest about that because I've seen a lot of leaders that they feel maybe like they have to put that persona up that they have all the answers and that they know all the answers, but the reality is none of us do. Literally. Nobody has all, maybe chat GPT. That's a big thing now. <laughs> maybe it has all the answers. But even that, like nobody has all the answers. And so that's the whole, you know, the the whole backbone with diversity and equity and inclusion and accessibility, putting all of these individuals together so that we can pull the right answers and develop the right programs and tools and everything for staff. Nobody has all the answers, not just you, James. I don't know. <laughs> We are getting close to the end. So I want to give both of you the chance. Is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners that is maybe something that you are doing with your team that you're like, okay, this is a key to growing our culture or here's this, you know, activity or something that we do that we think we cracked the code on something? Is there anything else that you guys didn't bring up in conversation that you want to share that you think is important for some of our listeners to learn from you guys? You know, I, I, I don't think there's a silver bullet. There's lots of them. Yeah, there's lots of them. But, but honestly, I think it's just creating that culture of openness. When I mean openness, I mean everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, like I said earlier in the conversation, if, if I have somebody from my team that just gets an amazing, amazing opportunity, it's always hard to lose a really good team member. But and I've only moved a few times in my career, but when I have, it's been for big moves. Mm-hmm. And I and you know, instead of trying to wonder, it's like, oh, I don't want to tell James I'm gonna leave or I don't want to do this. Unfortunately, we don't see much turnover. But even for that, it's like, hey, just tell me what it is. Mm-hmm. Let me write one of your letters. And I think having that culture of openness to know that that good, bad, ugly, indifferent, just talk to us, just leave it open. Yeah. Is, is probably the best. Yeah, that's beautiful. I've heard that from a couple of companies that we've had in the studio. And it's hard because you you kind of take it personal when someone's going to leave, right? So you have to not take it personal and just take it from the perspective of that individual. Maybe there's some skills or some growth that they want to do that maybe they can't do with the company. Or like you said, maybe they have to move somewhere with their family and there's going to be a big shift. So being able to have that open communication 
It's so key. So well, I lost somebody to to be a CEO of, a, of another organization. I'm like, well, that, you know, that's amazing. That's good, though. And that you they they grew with you to get to that role mm-hmm. and leave. Right. And then that process, if it's a smooth process of offboarding and supporting them when they leave, they're going to be huge advocates and a spokesperson for Gateway Bank. Right. Absolutely. So, you're sending out your own little spokespeople when it <laughs> it happens smooth like that. I love that. That's a beautiful silver bullet. I like that. Tiara, what about you? Um, I would say um, kind of similar uh, transparency mm-hmm. um, involving your um, employees and what you're doing, um, listening to them and what their wants and needs are. Uh, obviously, we can't do everything, but doing our absolute best to make sure that they are comfortable in the environment that they spend most of their days in every day um, is really important. And I think one of the also uh, committees as well, I love that you have your um, DEI committee. We have an idea committee. And if your organization or business isn't as big to have like an ERG, a smaller committee to tackle, you know, one initiative at a time can go a long way. And also, Oh, I, I think our, our team meetings um, that we have at BBB every single month, it's a meeting where we have all of our staff in all of our locations um, sit and listen to Matt along with so our, our CEO, Matt, along with a couple of other folks who are hitting key points on things that are going on in the organization. Mm. So we talk about KPIs and different things that are going on in different departments. So everyone feels included. Everyone feels like they are in the know. They know what's happening. Um, and I think that uh, helps a lot promoting your benefits and promoting your people mm-hmm. um, and showcasing how awesome your employees are can go a long way too. Cause then they're like, yeah, like we are like, we're, we're an amazing organization. I'm a part of that organization and that makes people, you know, happy to be where they are. And, you know, yeah. 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 And I, I love that you're talking about even just these meetings about updates, right? Sure. And everybody Everyone feels like they know mm-hmm. instead of, you know, companies where maybe it's leadership in some of the meetings or there's lots of change that's happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's this big campaign or here's right. this thing. And yeah. no one's been part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one's been part of the conversation or like no one even knows it's happening. So yeah. like those types of meetings allow everyone to be involved, ask questions, give their feedback and, you know, um, so, yeah, everyone is kind of involved in that progress, which is really cool. And like we get to see it grow together or that campaign grow together. And um, it's awesome. And then also, uh, like, uh, some fun stuff really, really quick. Sorry. Like, we, have, <laughs> we have a, like, um, we have a 37.5-hour work week, right? So we have that. We, have, we observe, like, 15 holidays. So we're just, like, really trying to make everyone, you know— just in like, all the ways. Yes, just every way possible. <laughs> Work just, hours, bring your baby, bring go your to the baby. gym, baby on the treadmill, yeah. whatever. <laughs> right. Like all that fun stuff. So it's just um anything that we can do to try and make um our environment at BBB better. We're, you know, we're just trying to do that. So I think that's a the silver bullet for us. That's so. beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I want to make sure that if folks are listening. And there could be, you know, different angles in this. They want more tips or maybe they're a leader like you, James, and they resonate with your story or they want to learn more about BBB um, internally to work or even as a member. 
um, becoming a member. So I want to make sure folks know how to reach the both of you. So Tara, I'll start with you. What's the best way for folks to reach out, learn more, and get in touch with you? Yeah, with me personally. So it'll be um, my LinkedIn. So my name is Tara. Tara, you can find me on LinkedIn. And then also more information about BBB, you'll just go to BBB.org. And we're specifically the Pacific Southwest. Um, We cover greater Arizona and Southern California. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have all of our events on there. We have how to get accredited. Pretty much all of the information you'll need will be on BBB.org. So you'll be able to find all that good stuff there. So Awesome. Yeah. James, what about you? You know, LinkedIn's probably the easiest way to find me as well. Um, and you'll see that uh, I have a, a, a unique LinkedIn profile that's lots of fun that, that we have a good time with. Uh, and then to reach us at the bank is just gcbaz.com. And our number at the bank is 480-358-1000. If you want to email me directly, it's jamesc at gcbaz.com. would love to chat. Awesome. Well, I am so excited that we got to do this. It, I obviously I love doing this podcast. It's it's grown. It's shifted over the two years that we've done it. But we have conversations with folks all over the world. There's something different about having conversations with folks here in Arizona when you're in person. Um, you know, we're in the studio. We've got Daryl over there pushing buttons and stuff. There's just <laughs> something different about being in person. So I'm so glad that I got both of you in person today to hang out and drink coffee and chat about culture. So thank you. Of course. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. (laughs) And thanks to everyone else for listening um, to this episode of the Culture Crush Business Podcast. As a growing company, we are the culture improvement resource location that supports companies and leaders. Our purpose is to improve company cultures so people want to go to work, like at your two companies, the BBB and Gateway Bank. Employees and leaders should like where they work, and we think this is possible. If you are a company leader looking for support with DEI, mental health, building connection, all of the things that we talked about today, let us know. We'll make the right connections for you. And you can email us at info at culturecrushbusiness.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. Thank you for listening to another episode of Culture Crush, the only podcast out there that does a deep dive of companies that are crushing it with a great company culture. If you think your company has a strong culture that should be highlighted, please reach out to Kendra Maples on LinkedIn or email us at culturecrushpodcast at gmail.com.